Hey, welcome to Vine Church Fort Myers podcast. We are glad that you took time to listen. We pray that the message of grace empowers you today. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the Word of God. Today is week number two in our series called Your Place. Say Your Place. This series is inspired by this track in our church called Vine Experience. And we felt that the whole church needed to go through this track and somehow. So I'm turning this, the teaching of Vine Experience into a series of message. And today I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. Come on, say praise God. Let me hear some shouts in the house. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And because of that, I want you to have your heart open and ready. Not only to hear about Him, but to open your heart and feel His presence. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. Father, we surrender our concepts. We surrender our opinions, our uh, concepts about you. And this morning, we repent. We change route. We change directions and stop to defend our personal opinions, our uh, uh, flavors and preferences. And we surrender all to the sovereign and the power of and the authority of the inerrant, infallible Word of God. It is your Word that has the final talk, the final word, the final statement about everything in our lives. But today, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to confirm and seal this message with signs, with wonders, with the fire, the wind, oh God, the anointing. The living waters in this place. We are open to receive. Can you say this to the Lord that you are open to receive? Just say with your own words. God, I'm open to receive. I'm open to receive from you. Fresh anointing today. In Jesus' mighty name. And the whole church said, Amen and Amen. You know, the second verse of our Bibles, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, refers to the person of the Holy Spirit. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, say Spirit of God. The Ruah, the breath, the violent wind, the blast of breath, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the earth, the waters, where there was chaos, now, because the Spirit of God was hovering, pretty much like a, 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 a hand is taking care of the eggs and preparing for the hatching moment. You see the Spirit of God working over the, the darkness in the deep. And whenever the Spirit of God do that, does that, now the Word of God finds opportunity to produce a new creation. We, John chapter 1, the apostle refers exactly the same way. He says that when we believe, the very Spirit of God comes inside of us and brings new creation. John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus says, I will ask the Father and He will give you another helper. Paracletus, intercessor, counselor, advocate, comforter, helper. This is the role of the Spirit of God. 
He is my helper. He is my comforter. In areas that I'm broken, that I have no answers, in areas that my soul is so shattered and crumbling, the Holy Spirit hold me together to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. Say spirit of truth. So it is not the spirit that is only a concept. He brings and he testifies about the truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him, say the word him. The, Jesus does not refer to the Holy Spirit as it. Does not refer to the Holy Spirit as a cloud, a mist. It's not like a, a, some sort of uh, just a, a it, an object, or a sensation. It's him, it's the person of the Holy Spirit. Your eyes closed. Just say, welcome, Holy Spirit. Everybody close your eyes. Say, welcome, Holy Spirit. Because he's present in this room. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit, the person, the, the power of the Holy Spirit is in the house. For he dwells with you and will be in you, the Lord said. Now, the problem when we touch about this subject are two problems. Number one, those people that are not even aware of the existence of the Holy Spirit. People like the people in Ephesus when Paul visited them in Acts chapter 19. And he was really wondering about, have you ever experienced the Holy Spirit? And the Bible says, Acts chapter 19, please. The Bible says, Acts chapter 19, verse 1 and 3. Very fast to do. And Paul asked to the, the people in Ephesus, have you ever heard about the Holy Spirit? And the people and the brothers in Ephesus, even being born again, even being, they were uh, uh, aware of the baptism of, uh, of John the Baptist. Next verse, verse 2. They answered to Paul. Uh, Paul asked, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we have not even heard that there is, there is a Holy Spirit. We're not even aware about the, the person, the power, the seal of the Holy Spirit. Verse 3, please. And he said, into what were you baptized? And they simply said, we just believe in Jesus. But this is, the, this is very important because the triune God, the Trinity community of God, bear, bear, bear very attention on this because we are talking about the three, three persons but one God is not three gods all right we we follow we worship the three who's but one what which is God and in the person of the Holy Spirit he seals up all the words of Jesus but the second problem about this subject are those that resist the Holy Spirit Acts chapter 7 verse 51 Stephen talking about the persecution of the prophets in the Old Testament and, 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 and pointing clearly that the Pharisees uh, and the religious people were resisting not the prophets, not the apostles, but they were resisting the very Holy Spirit. He says, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in your heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. So two problems. One, people that are not aware. And today I want to say the Holy Spirit 
is present in this house. We are a church that believes that the move of the Holy Spirit is for our days. We believe that the church and the, and the charisma or the charismatic move of the Holy Spirit is for our days. It is not ceased. It is actually very active. And God is a God of miracles for right now. And you have to open your heart for the Holy Spirit in order to experience the supernatural of God in your life. But the second problem is actually people that are aware of that, they have their personal agenda. And they say, I don't like that. This is so strange. I, I, don't, feel, I don't feel comfortable about speaking of the Holy Spirit because it is uh, out of what I can understand. But this is the point. This is what it means supernatural. It's supposed to be above the natural concepts. Say a good amen in the house. But you that are here, you probably are the ones that are on fire for Jesus because you had experienced the power, the presence, the seal of the Holy Spirit in your life. The Bible actually says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, says, But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one is spirit with him. Now pay attention. All human beings are endowed with a spirit, the breath of God. It is part of our nature that qualifies us for a relationship with God. Because of the fall, our spirit now lost its purpose. We, we have the spirit, but we have this spirit that is broken, is, is missing parts. It's pretty much like this radio that can tune in frequencies, but cannot really discern. Come on, do follow up, man. They cannot really discern what is the frequencies and translate the frequencies into an understandable way. So we, we feel some impression, we feel some direction, but because I never experienced the new birth, I'm not discerning that language, I'm not discerning that frequencies. Some people actually misuse their spirit, even getting connected with wrong frequencies. They actually get connected with demonic activities instead. But like Jesus says in John chapter 3 verse 5. In order to fix the radio and make the proper use of your spirit. You must be born again. Truly, truly I say to you. Unless one is born of the water and the spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. Say born of the spirit. Come on. You have to be born of the spirit. Not, it's not enough just to be born of the water. It's not enough just to be a human being. You have to be born in this world, but also be born of God. There are two births for everyone that believes. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and the which is born of the spirit is the spirit. And Jesus there and says to Nicodemus, Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born Again, if you have the freedom, talk to the neighbor close to you and say, you must be born again. It is a must. The new birth, the birth in the spirit is an awakening to God. When a person is not born again, that person is still being led entirely by thoughts, inclinations, intentions. It's just like this living being. It's just like this creature but we cannot say that this creature is a child of God. This misconception that everybody's children of God is not biblical. The Bible says that everyone, everything is created by God. Say amen. But not everyone is a 
child of God. The only way to be born of God is being born after his very nature. And God is his spirit. So it, 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 we have to be born from the spirit. Without the new birth, your spirit is still dead. You, you cannot really work properly. You cannot really discern the voice of God. Romans chapter 10 shows us the way. To experience the new birth, and you probably, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I never know where this stream is going to. And I want to challenge you just to be simple with the word of God. Because the only way to experience the new birth, Paul says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be born again. You'll be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart... One believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Now pay attention. Some of you guys keep this uh, faith, this belief within your heart. But the Bible says this is not enough. In one moment or another, you have to testify, say out loud, defend, stand for the faith you believe in your heart. Now that's okay if you believe in your heart, but if your faith never manifests in what you say it, what you proclaim, the Bible says you did not experience the new birth yet. Next verse, please. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the shame about this testimony. On the, on the contrary. Stand for it. Testify. And November 22nd, for those that did not experience the water baptism, it is coming. Your moment to make it very clear to the spiritual realm, to the whole social media and the friends you have, that you really are born again. Getting through the waters of baptism is the ultimate expression that you are born again. That you testify again to the devil, to God, that you are born again. You have done this already. Now it's time to develop intimacy, relationship with your God. It is time for you to experience this real, tangible relationship with the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the old has passed away. Shout Jesus, praise God. Let me hear some noise in the house. Because this for me is so good news. My old self has passed away. It's dead. It cannot come back again. It's not a reformation. It's not a fixing. It's not just duct taping myself and see if I can hold myself up. No, no. It's a whole new creation. And this is, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. According to the scripture, the new birth doesn't happen in the realm of the intellect. Some of you guys are still holding some bad thoughts, some struggles and bad habits. Also, you probably noticed that you did not become a little thinner or handsome or more beautiful after you accepted Jesus. After a while, maybe this is going to take place because I'll talk with my wife about that. Because of the new birth, because of the new life within you, now you don't crave anymore for the destructive bad habits and addictions of the world. So surely some people actually get even more beautiful in shape because now they don't smoke anymore, they don't drink anymore, they don't do crazy stuff with their own bodies. But um, in, practi in practical, we don't see this change immediately in your body or even in your mind. 
However, when you are born again, your spirit is totally anew. What is powerful about this truth is now that you can really feel the touch of God. You can hear Him. You can understand Him. He is definitely your helper, your guider, your counselor. You can walk by the Spirit. God is calling us to be a Spirit-led life. A spirit-led church, a spirit-full church. Come on, somebody. Romans chapter 7 says that we are not meant to walk by the flesh, but walk by the spirit. Because in the flesh, there is nothing good. And you talk with people that because they are only flesh, the only thing that you hear from these people is natural things. It's dead stuff. It's just dry things. There is no much life coming from these people. But when you talk with a spiritual person, when you talk with a spirit-filled person, life comes to you. And I always struggle to define life because life is not this noun that you can really clarify, but you surely can feel when there is life, when there is no life. You surely experience a talk, a conversation with someone that after talk with that person, you felt, man, I just need, need to take a shower right now. But also you talk with people that have been talking with that person, you feel so enlightened encouraged alive this week i had the chance to talk with pastor wharton and it was such an encouraging life giving life exchange moment and we're just taking a lunch together and when you talk with a life a spirit filled person you receive this life you receive what jesus promised us not what we're going to experience in the future but what is meant for us to experience right now which is called eternal life the Zoe of God, the Zoetic life. It's not the biological life. It's not the psychological life. It's not only exchange of thoughts, but it is the uncreated godly life that Jesus says it is the eternal life. Pastor, I want to experience that. And probably you are experiencing a certain level. This is what the, what the Bible says in John chapter 17, 17, verse 3. If you want to experience the eternal life now what you have to do is to know more god the eternal life the life which we are meant to live is nothing else than to know god to experience god and know more of his presence again this knowledge it is not just mental knowledge i know people that know the bible from cover to cover but they are dry and dead they know what he's supposed to know about God. I don't know if you know about that, but even uh, Martin Luther, he was a scholar in the Bible. But the Bible said that the story, the history says that he never experienced salvation until one day the Holy Spirit brought light in the book of Romans and he got really upside down and says, I have to talk with my mentors. And his mentor says, uh, you're probably mistaking the word. You are mistaking the scripture. It is not enough just to have the word. You need to experience the spirit. Amen. Our union with the spirit of God is like this cake mix. When you put it, the eggs, the flour, you put it all together and blend it together. Now it is impossible to separate the eggs, the flour, the milk. We were amalgamated, one, made one with the Spirit of God. So yes, now your hard, rock hard 
heart was exchanged to a moldable, to a transformed heart. Now you can be led by the Spirit instead of your own emotions. Say a good amen. Now, the relationship with the Holy Spirit is also meant for a deep, intimate relationship with God. And the only way we're going to really grow into knowing God intimately is if we understand we are spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings. We have a soul and we dwell in this physical body. But John chapter 4 verse 24 says that worship, real worship, only happens with those that walk by the Spirit, are filled by the Spirit of God. Because God is His Spirit. Everybody says, God is His Spirit. So God is not a light. God is not an object. God is not a feeling. God is His Spirit. You know, my, my kids, they have these uh, four fish that they don't take care of very much. I know that those that are defenders of fish feel sorry for the fish, but... And sometimes I see, you know, my youngest in his imaginary world trying to interact with the fish, but it's always not successful. Why? Because there is a nature problem between them. We have a fish nature, you have this human nature, and there's no way for them to really have a relationship. The max that it can happen is that you can tame the fish to go into a certain time in the day into that same spot where the little crumbs are going to come down and they're going to eat and you know that's the max interaction going to happen because there is a nature problem and God wanted so much to talk with us but every time God tried to communicate, relate, have intimacy, relationship with us we'll be afraid, we'll be destroyed the Bible says that the, the first time God tried to manifest to Moses, God said, I cannot show myself or you will die. The max that you can see is the shadow that I'm going to pass by you. And after this awesome, crazy experience, the Bible says that Moses kept his face shining for days. But now, those that are born of God, those that are born of the Spirit, have the very nature of God within them. And the Bible says in John 4 again, that if God is His Spirit, those who worship Him must worship Him in His Spirit and truth. And I always say this when I touch the subject of worship, because again, we can sing songs, we can praise Jesus, we can shout, we can whistle, we can jump to Jesus, but worship is a privilege of the children. And, and you clearly notice this, mainly in the service, when it's time for worship, those that are born of God and those that are only sympathetic, occasional followers of Jesus. You clearly see those that are part of the family, that are closing their eyes and they reach the third heaven and they're really before the throne of grace and mercy and others are just counting the burned light bulbs ahead here in the ceiling. Because worship is an experience for the children. And, and, and the Lord challenges us, this is a spiritual experience ultimately everything that flows from God flows through his spirit within us our spirit is God's headquarters which means that if I'm speaking to you you probably are 
bearing witness. You are testifying side of you. Everything that I'm speaking right now is not new for you. and doesn't need to be new. Actually, the Bible says that our spirit is ready. The only thing I do right now as I preach is just to confirm and testify that everything I say, you knew already in your heart, but now your, your mind is just like agreeing together and inside of you, you're shouting, amen, I agree with that, I just knew that, but it seems that now makes sense because our spirit is ready. The Bible shows us how passionate God is for mankind and he wants everyone to believe in Christ Jesus in order to relate and show his love in the hearts of every man that's why Jesus the only son of God was sent and died on the cross and whoever believes in him will receive eternal zoetic spiritual life it will be able to be born again so when God sent his son so he will become like a man and thus will make the man like himself. Jesus came to make us his spiritual beings so that God could give us his great love and we also can love him in return. The Holy Spirit has already been sent and there is no place in the scripture that we are taught to expect him to come down again because he has descended and is here within us right now. After we are born again, the Holy Spirit came to dwell within us for good. And some, maybe your soul, your conscience is tarnished by sin and worldly bad decisions. And you feel that maybe you lost the Holy Spirit. However, the Bible says that nothing can change this reality. The Holy Spirit was given and dwells forever in us. And this is the point. If it dwells within us, whenever you wake up in the morning, just say good morning, Holy Spirit, because He's there with you. Before closing your eyes and finally give yourself to His sleep, just say good night, Holy Spirit. I just want to dream your dreams within me. But there's another powerful experience that you have to have when you walk by the Spirit, which is a purpose-driven life. It is a life that understands that you are not in this world by chance. That you are not here by accident. But God, with your spirit, with his spirit within you, we're going to lead you to fulfill a destiny, a purpose. The will of God is that we live a fulfilled life with a sense of purpose and satisfaction. That is why it's so important to discern your divine purpose. And this, again, won't happen with a assessment with a self-evaluation or maybe going to a therapist and he's going to tell you what you are good and you are not good but you have to discern in your spirit Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says the spirit himself bears witness everybody says bears witness I love this biblical expression bears witness this testifying experience this this confirmation feeling it is very hard again to explain it's really hard to define it but you feel it like you just know that you know and this bearing witness it's Paul dare to say that you are children of God a good example is have you ever tried to explain your family that you were really born again try to explain to a friend that knew you in the past someone that knew your old self 
what really happened to you right now. And they're going to wonder, what did really happen? Someone brainwashed you and say, no, it's not only brainwashed. It was hard washed, it's brainwashed, it's everything washed. And they say, what are you talking about? And you try to illustrate, you try to bring, you know, the proper words. But I just am born again. Which I love this expression because it, it pretty much explains itself in everything. I experienced the new birth of God. I am a child of God. And how you know this? You simply know. You simply have this testifying, this bearing witness within you that this is truth. If you don't have discernment about your divine purpose, you're going to be a Christian, but with this taste of uselessness. But there's such a great joy and satisfaction when you find your purpose and you fulfill that purpose with the same power that enlightened you for. Now, next week, I'm going to press on this subject deeper, okay, about the purpose of God, about your eternal purpose. I love this subject. This was really eye-opening for me the first time I listened, and I really want to bring it up in a practical way for you. But for now, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, and this was something that happened, uh, was a conversation that I had uh, with this pastor this week. This is what the word says to Jeremiah the prophet, before I form you. Everybody says, before, before. I, was I was formed. Now, can you wonder about this? Like, before I even exist, in the womb, the Lord says, I knew you. How? How the Lord knew me before I was even in this realm. And before you were born, I consecrated you. And I pointed you a prophet to the nations. What? Like this doesn't fit my brain. Like this is beyond my idea. Because I thought that every time, everything began when I was born, Pastor. But now this message says that the purpose of God called my existence. Now I know this is very deeper. That's why I didn't shout an amen in the house. But let me repeat that again. The purpose of God called your existence. You, you are here for a purpose that is beyond your personal existence. So limiting your life into eating, drinking, sleeping, working hard, multiplying, giving children. It is so shallow. It's so superficial. Because the purpose of God existed before you even came into existence. It's calling you for a divine purpose. Fulfillment. Come on, somebody. Shout Jesus praise. Because I want to understand that. And again, this cannot be get caught by mind understanding. It has to be in your spirit. Let me close the message heading to the final aspect with the spirit-filled, spirit-full life. The Holy Spirit came so we could have power to overcome and to obey. I know the Great Commission... In Matthew chapter 28, Mark chapter, Mark chapter 16, uh, challenges us to perform the same works of Jesus, even in greater measure. How? I am not able to cast out demons. I'm not able to uh, heal the sick. I don't have power like an X-man, Jesus' style, to do these things. But when Jesus calls us, he also empowers us with his very spirit. 
And I'm going to prove that to you because at the very end of the gospel of John, John chapter 20, verse 22, Jesus said to the disciples, receive the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them and said to the disciples, receive the Holy Spirit. In that moment, Jesus was sealing their new birth. Whenever a person received the new breath of God, accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they experienced the residency of the Holy Spirit. The text speaks about the experience of receiving the Holy Spirit as your newest stand for life in nature. Now you are born again and God made His dwelling within your heart. On the other hand, there is a second experience that Jesus says in the beginning of the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, and while we staying with them, He ordered them not to depart from Jer Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which He said, You heard from Me, for John baptized with water, but I will, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now. So it cannot be the same experience. Because the gospel of John, Jesus had breathed over the disciples. And now he's promising another experience. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall receive power. Everybody says power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. The Holy Spirit is the power to fulfill the Great Commission. The Holy Spirit is the power for us to stand in the commandments of Jesus. The Holy Spirit as this clothing power is this vest that enables us to do what in the natural I cannot do. The Holy Spirit is more than this person that I relate with God and I grow in intimacy with God. The Holy Spirit is also the power of God for me to experience the supernatural. John chapter 7 verse 38, Jesus says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Next verse. Now this is said about capital S Spirit, the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given because Jesus has not yet glorified. Jesus is glorified today. And you can receive the Holy Spirit. And once you receive this power, this is the entrance door for the supernatural. Some people wonder, Pastor, I don't like this idea of supernatural because I don't understand. Again, but this is the point. It has to be beyond, super, above the natural. And that's why when the Holy Spirit moves, sometimes people pray in tongues. Like the book of Acts, we see over and over this sign sealing the baptism of the Holy Spirit. People praying in strange, angelical, um, un ununderstandable tongues or language. But also you see people having visions. Or they're having prophetic words. Other people actually feeling the heat in their hands. And other people having signs and manifestations that are not understandable. And it's meant to not be understood. 
It is given so we can give the control to the Holy Spirit. And there are people that wonder, Pastor, I just don't like this idea of people praying in tongues. It's so weird around me. But if you are not open for the inexplainable idea of praying in tongues, how will you be open to understand this unexplainable healing that is going to happen today? Somebody that came with pain and is going to be totally healed and cured today. Somebody that came with this horrible oppression is totally delivered. How are you going to explain this? I can't explain. So also you cannot explain praying tongues. Just experience because this is a biblical experience given to everyone that wants discovering this overflowing of living waters. The Bible says that one aspect of the experience with God, it is meant to be tasteful. It is meant to be enjoyable. That's why Psalm 34, I love this verse. God challenges us, come, come and taste. Come and Savior, come and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in Him. Pastor, I don't feel much of the Holy Spirit. I, I don't feel worth, worth it. I don't feel dignant to receive the touch and the overflowing of the Holy Spirit. Actually, it's even hard for me the idea that the Holy Spirit dwells in me. That actually He made residency in me. That He never leaves me. Even when I sin, even when I, I fail. Are you sure the Holy Spirit don't leave me? Romans chapter 8, 35 says that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who love us. It is not about your love for Him. It is not about what you can do for Him. But we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, angels, rulers, things present, things to come, nor powers, nor high, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So the Holy Spirit came for good. Once saved, always saved. Once residency of the Holy Spirit. He never leaves or forsakes you. Pastor, but I sin, I fail, I stumble, I have my hiccups and my problems. John chapter 10 verse 28, I give them eternal life. Remember the word eternal life? The Zoe of God, the type of life that comes from God that is beyond your emotional feelings in your soul, that is beyond the limitations of your sleepy, lazy, tired body, the Zoe of life, the life of God, God gave it to us. And they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. Can I challenge you to think something? Even yourself, my friend. Actually, you, if you think that if you once are born again, can come out of God's hand, you are very close to a heresy. Because you are daring to believe you are stronger than the hand of God. And you are not. His love is stronger than you, your conscience. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. 
Say all. And the word all in Hebrew means all. And the word all in Greek means all. So all. Everything is included in this all. Amen. My father is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. Come on, shout praise Lord. Praise Jesus. So no matter how hard people think circumstances might try to separate us. They will not be able to take us from Christ. Even the devil, with all his demons and schemes, is powerless to take us away from Christ. Nothing will be able to do that. If in fact we're born of God, not even sin can take the resident spirit from us. I know our conscience sometimes trick us, deceive us. But it's a fact that if you turn yourself to the Lord, if you repent of your sins, He's always there. He's willing to speak with you. And that, remember the two problems about this subject. One, people are not even aware of the Spirit and there are other people that are resistant to the Holy Spirit. You know, with my relationship with my wife, imagine that she pursues me she tries to uh, uh, embrace me hug me kiss me but I'm always resisting her which is impossible because if she tries this I'm definitely gonna correspond no matter what no matter what time no matter what circumstance with COVID or without COVID fasting or not fasting she knows close parenthesis and I resist her and I resist her, definitely our relationship might be tarnished, distant. However, we're going to still be together. And the very first move I give, I know she will correspond back. Today the Holy Spirit is making the move again toward you. This morning the Holy Spirit is trying again call you back to your divine purpose. The Holy Spirit is calling you back to that place of fire and passion, that place of intentionality, that place of willingness and surrendering. The Holy Spirit is trying again to bring you back to the relationship. Let's always stand up this morning as we close this message. And I want to give some minutes for the Holy Spirit to speak and whisper again. And remind you who you are and what you are meant to be.